If you want to control women, what you do is you keep them in a state of perpetual pregnancy and you shame them. Mm-hmm. And this is oh, this pregnancy, is the poverty, pregnancy, shame. poverty, and shame. And you keep them from organizing with each other too. My problem is not with men. My problem is with patriarchy. Hello everyone, welcome to Powering Up, a cross-generational conversation about leadership and power through a female lens. I'm Ann Doyle, author of Powering Up, How America's Women Achievers Become Leaders. And I'm Monica Doyle. Our guest today is Tamara Colton, a prominent Michigan feminist, rabbi, and psychologist who did her PhD dissertation on the experience of being a woman rabbi. Tamara Colton is a truth teller, and she's a powerful voice for women who is putting the finishing touches on her upcoming book, Oranges for Eve, My Beautiful, Brave, and Badass Journey to the Feminine Divine. Welcome, Rabbi Colton. Thank you, Anne and Monica. I'm so happy and so privileged, truly, to be here. Well, you are our first repeat guest on Powering Up, and we invited you back because of a very significant commentary you just wrote about what I call the unacknowledged forces that are behind the nine and counting states that have recently passed extreme abortion laws limiting women's right to privacy, which was established by the Supreme Court 46 years ago. And your piece was published in the Jewish News. And I'd like to begin our conversation by just asking you to read it, because it summarizes your point so well. And then let's start to unpack the issues you raise. Absolutely. So this was published a few weeks ago, I thought quite bravely, in the Detroit Jewish News, and I thank them for publishing my, my bold feminist and what I feel are very important views. It's called Why We Really Aren't Debating Abortion. I love men. I am the mother of the most generous, caring son and the wife of a man who has blessed me with his devotion for 23 years. My problem is not with men. My problem is with patriarchy. Patriarchy is a system of society or government in which men hold predominant power and social privilege. Like all systems of power, patriarchy seeks one thing and one thing only, self-preservation. Whether consciously or unconsciously, the people who profess to be pro-life are primarily motivated by the desire to maintain their way of life. And I am 100% sure that if they could, along with making abortion illegal, many of them would vote to put slaves back in the cotton fields. Their message is the same as it was during the Salem witch hunts. Their message is the same as it was during Jim Crow. Their message is the same as it was during the Anita Hill hearings. It is as cruel as it is insane. 
Yesterday I was emptying out my teenage daughter's leftover lunchbox as she sat next to me in the kitchen watching the television show Once Upon a Time. And the storyline was about a beautiful young woman who had been cursed. The only way to reverse the spell is with a kiss, the narrator explained. And who has to kiss her? Her captor. She must make him fall in love with her, kiss her, and then she will be free. Sound crazy? Remember the story of Beauty and the Beast? Belle is captured by a large, overwhelmingly powerful, angry male creature. He locks her in his castle, but they fall in love, kiss, and the spell is lifted. I loved the musical. I saw it on Broadway. But come on. <laughs> no woman in her right mind falls in love with her captor. And captors are not knights in shining armor, in disguise, or misunderstood beasts. They are characters in a misogynistic mythology that goes all the way back to the Bible itself. Think of our first myth, the myth of Eve. Eve is the first person to have the chutzpah to take charge of her body. She eats the apple, and because of this, paradise is over forever for everyone. Yes, Adam is punished too, but he is not blamed. Eve is blamed for all the suffering that all men will have to endure until the end of time. The need to control women entered the matrix of society as the most essential norm to maintain the patriarchy. This is the reason why we are not really debating abortion in our country. The debate on abortion is almost a distraction. It has so much less to do with saving, quote, unborn children as it has to do with controlling women, terrifying females, and sending a message to people of color. I do not believe for one minute that the men and women of Alabama and Missouri and Ohio and even in Michigan advocating for abortion restrictions sincerely care about the lives of all children. Do you think that they are going to protect and provide for the children who as a result of the new laws will be born from rape and incest? Do you think they will include the mothers of those children fully and completely in society? Invite them to church picnics? Don't be distracted by the conversation on killing babies in late-term abortions. The fine white folk who are trying to overturn Roe versus Wade don't really care about unborn babies. They care about money and privilege and staying in charge, especially of women. And we must see them for who they really are, predators whose worst nightmare is powerful women with self-esteem. Wow. That was great. 
I so uh, for the listeners, that was my first time hearing that. Yes. Um, hearing Tamara read it, which was fantastic. Um, so I really love that. Um, who exactly is your target audience with this? Is something that I really let, want to know from. That's right. That's a great question. My target audience is all women and our allies who are ready to wake up to truth, especially those who are already woken up. That's like the low-hanging fruit, Mm -hmm. you know, in the garden to pick, that we have to organize. And that's what Anne's going to share towards the end of her podcast, our resources. The people that are trying to ban abortion, who are trying to to take over, to take back the power that reproductive rights gives women, they're organized. And their, their power, their energy is endless. They have a long-term attention span and a long-term strategy, and they'll never lose their eye on the prize, which is to overturn Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. So we can't lose our eye on the prize either. So first of all, it's for us, like the three of us, there's a lot of us for us to really be awake. And especially women, um, women of minority, black women are five times more likely to uh, have an, to have to uh, have an abortion, and that which I'm, I'm imagining is an excruciating decision, never a casual decision, Mm -hmm. but they're five times more likely than than white women. Yeah. Where is that statistic from? That's from from the Goodmacher Institute. Okay. Mm -hmm. So people can look that up and confirm that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I think that we first, we who are already woken up, have to organize and not waste our time on trying to Uh, quote, convert a very, very small minority of people that are never going to see this. Mm -hmm. But if we organize, we will be um, really an an indomitable force. Well, Can I make just one point about that mm -hmm. and then take it, you take it back, Monica, and that is, is that um, this whole fight against Roe versus Wade has been going on for 46 years, but it's um, gaining speed right now because they actually believe that they have the votes on the Supreme Court at this point to overturn Roe versus Wade. So that's why we are seeing all these suddenly, and it's a template that the states are passing around and sharing, um, extreme legislation, uh, basically opposing a woman's right to uh, limiting uh, their right that is guaranteed under the Constitution because um, they want these laws to be tested. They want it to go to the Supreme Court because they believe it can be overturned and women's complete right to privacy over our bodies can be taken away. And I think that the the shock of all the women elected, there's 106 women now in Congress with Nancy Pelosi, a very strong woman in charge. Uh, I think that that was really a shock to their system and they have this unique positioning where they're energized because of the shock and they have traction because of Trump and the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And the Senate. And the Senate, mm-hmm. yeah. Back to you, Monica. Well, and I think that your article was a great call to feminists to wake up and start paying attention to what's happening here because what we're seeing is a step-by-step process that is taking away the rights of women. You know, it starts with Donald Trump winning over Hillary Clinton and then it goes to things like Brett Kavanaugh and uh, him winning over 
um, Blasey Ford. And now, like, th- this is not out of the blue. No, that it's this not out com- of the blue. This has been going on for a long time. This is what they're the building to together. Yep. Yes. And at this point, it, it is it would be remiss to say that the patriarchy is not targeting women. Absolutely. You know, the signs are there and they just keep getting worse every single time. That's right. I understand that people are horrified at the idea of um, abortion, that some people are horrified by that. But there are so many things that we can do for children that are currently alive. There are so many things that we can do for mothers who are unexpectedly pregnant and don't know what to do with themselves. And making legislation against abortion is just going to hurt women Overall, it's going to lead to a rise in illegal medical processes. It's going to lead to a rise in more barriers that have been put in place to protect women getting torn down by the patriarchy. And that, I think that's the, the context that we want to bring to this conversation and that you have put it so well in terms of let's step way back from the whole idea of just thinking about little babies. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. Let's yes. Th- th- and stop thinking about little tiny um, embryos that are shaped like future babies, okay? And no one wants to... Um, basically um, support that idea, you know, of of eliminating life. But um, I think that, number one, we have to start from the point of, okay, if you truly care about children, that's right. Then we must care about if you truly, all children. If you truly care about children, is ending abortion the only thing you can do to That's help right. children? Because if you think that, then you're wrong, and you need to reevaluate your priorities. It's the, very the hypocritical. Hip, the, hip, the hypocrisy. So that's what really moved me. When I get energized to write something, and it's like I have to write it <laughs> because otherwise I'm I'm like disobeying inner forces that are telling me to right. do this. This is what what really, really pisses me off in any setting. And when I want to write something and I feel empowered, someone or a group of people are lying. I can't take anything. I cannot take liars. So what's the lie here? The lie is that they really care about unborn babies. The lie is that what they really care, they're not saying what they care the most for, and that is being in charge mm-hmm. and maintaining power, and that they, they are actually punishing women who are pregnant, mm-hmm. who have gotten pregnant without the, quote, consent of the man. So mm-hmm. either they've tricked a man or they're, they've sinned because they're not married. The judgment or on a woman, raped. <laughs> or they, but they must have done something yeah. to maybe they were dressing a certain way. Right. And if they were a victim of incest, they really misunderstood. They really didn't understand how they were being touched. This goes back to the misogynistic mythology of the Eve story. Mm-hmm. which is the undercurrent, the riptide mm-hmm. of this whole question. It's the shaming of women. And if you can shame a woman that she's done something disgusting with her body, then you can control her. And we as women first have to do our own work to own our bodies and our lives. And we will not be, sh- we have to stop the forces of shame the shame has given the patriarchy power. It is the engine 
that has powered the patriarchy for 2,000 years. But see, I think that so much of this is unconscious or it's deeply ingrained in, in our culture, so deeply ingrained that we hear these messages and see these images and uh, whether uh, about white men being in power, that that's appropriate from the time we're, we're that's first right. conscious. That's right. And over and over and over again. And so it seems correct. We don't exactly know why, but that anything contrary to these messages and images that are pounded into that's us right. just make us uncomfortable. That's right. And what Monica, when you asked like, well, who's your audience? The audience is us. We are the we are the best chance of being able to say, what is it about me that feels shameful, or what is it that I judge in other women, who are having sex, who are pregnant, who need an alternative uh, for what to do with a pregnancy. We have been shaming each other and ourselves for so many thousands of years that we are like we're hip. I I call it. Um, it's a chapter in my book called Hypnotized by Patriarchy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're actually hypnotized. Mm -hmm. Will you talk a little bit more about patriarchy? Because I love the way that you made the distinction between um, this isn't against men. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, and we have plenty of men in our lives who we love. There are plenty of male allies out there. But the patriarchy is very male. But would you explain what Absolutely. that is and how that's a force in all of this? The patriarchy is made up of the people, and there are some women now, who look to men to sustain the power and who have predominant privilege. And this is predominantly white men. This is white men. And th this is an old story of our country. So the patriarchy is, n is not made up of Barack Obama. And the patriarchy is not made up of my beautiful son, you know, who's, <laughs> who's 19 and talks about the undeniable truth of the patriarchy, as I was talking about this with him last night. So it's not men in general. It's not men. Men are not the enemy. <clears throat> the, 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 the patriarchy is a, is a consciousness. It's a social construct. It's a social construct, and it's an energy at force. And all systems of power... They have one goal, and that is to preserve themselves. Their, self, their, their one goal is self-preservation. Well, pro, then the primary beneficiaries of this exactly. are, are white men. It's, it's a white, white men, male power structure that's right. they're the owners, that primarily they're benefits the, white men, whether they know it or not. They are the plantation owners. I mean, if you really want to name them, they're the plantation owners. That's the mindset of, of the patriarchy. Well, and I can't help in, in that term but think of a working class woman who has every chance to to step up in the world and then suddenly she comes down with a pregnancy. If this happens over and over and over again, then ultimately what you see is the demise of single mothers. You see the demise of women who are able to sustain themselves and move up in their workplace because they're being forced to have children. There's inadequate health care. There's inadequate ma uh, maternity leave. And... <laughs> socially yes, yes that's what you're doing you're forcing women to have children that they can't care for and pushing them down the social rung so that's the tactic because as long as women are distracted 
and they're distract they're distracted with um, trying to keep their children alive and having babies they won't be able to organize and look around and wake up and have enough energy to mm -hmm. really fight the so the distraction is keep women you look at fundamentalist religious organizations who are against birth control so I understand and I believe wholeheartedly that there are some people that sincerely have a belief that there's a contract with God and I mean I, I believe that but I think the majority there's a two-track tactic if you want to control women what you do is you keep them in a state of perpetual pregnancy and you shame them mm -hmm. and this is oh, this pregnancy, is the poverty, pregnancy shame. poverty and shame and you keep them from organizing with each other too mm -hmm. so it's like having the stomach flu if you've had the stomach flu and all you can do is hug the toilet I mean when you have the stomach flu you're absolutely incapacitated to do anything but think about a contribution to the Kevorkian fund I mean that's mm -hmm. you know I just thought you know when I stop throwing up I'm gonna send whatever's left of this through my PayPal mm -hmm. you know you can only think of getting out of your own misery mm -hmm. and how to deal with the stomach flu and it's like we have been it's a virus mm -hmm. and the virus came into the matrix of society some 3,000 years ago, and that, that's what, it may be a, a bit of a divergent um, for this conversation, but there are, there were women-oriented societies in the past, like Crete, like a place called Chattel Hayek, which is now a UNESCO World Heritage Site, that were violence-free and where women and men shared power. Mm -hmm. Then the patriarchy through the Indo-European northern invaders, this is in uh, Merlin Stone's incredible book, When God Was a Woman, they'd entered and they took over these societies. Chattel Hayek was violence-free for 1,700 years. Mm -hmm. 1,700 years. Then there's an invasion coming from the north with the male god and the caste system. Mm -hmm. And so this is not normal. You know, we, we tend to think, well, it's so old. We've always been this way. Men have always been in charge. You know, women have always been pregnant and weak. Men have always needed to protect women and go out and hunt. Not so true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not true. Mm -hmm. Actually inaccurate. Well, let, well, let's also bring it back to today. And, and um, you had started by mentioning, um, you know, a little bit about the statistics. And, yes. And you have some important statistics, I think, that um, I want to just look, get into the conversation related to um, abortion. Because um, will you share some of those with us? Yeah, I think that what Monica, what you were saying that's, that's absolutely spot on is uh, this same, this, this Guttmacher Institute put out uh, the reasons why women uh, were having abortions. If they were saying them in Florida, they have to record a reason. And the largest category, 25% uh, are not ready mm -hmm. for a baby, meaning they don't have the social family construct. But 23% said they can't afford it. So here's a challenge to the great people of uh, Alabama and uh, Missouri, help us afford it. Mm -hmm. Help us have paid family leave. We'd love that. Paid family leave and basic health care would be a great step to reducing the amount of abortions mm -hmm. per actual statistics. Mm -hmm. And and the other ones are about, um, you know, the 
when abortions are being done. I believe that uh, the latest number I saw was about 800,000 abortions um, were performed in the United States last year. And I know that those numbers have been going down over the years. And uh, I've always thought, you know, the biggest thing that we can do to limit the number of abortions, minimize them, is to make birth control available. Mm -hmm. And yet we don't do that. And I know that Viagra is available over the counter. What do they well, think why isn't doing? birth control available over the counter? Viagra you can get over the counter. I looked yeah. that up. What do they think they're Certain doing? Certain kinds with Viagra? of it you can. Some of it is prescription, but some you can get over the counter. Wow. Do they think so, they're holding hats up with it? Like, what do they think they're doing with Viagra that's so different from birth exactly. control? Exactly. But but we're making. <laughs> I a, didn't but get it till now. <laughs> right. But we're <laughs> but we're making birth control. Um, difficult to get. You have to go to a doctor and and pay, you know, to see a doctor and get a prescription. And it's expensive, you know. And so it it doesn't make any sense. Well, women shouldn't be having sex, Anne. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. obviously. So how would men feel about that? And and we're also not holding men accountable in any way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is only holding women accountable Mm -hmm. for all of this. Um, Well, and actually... Uh, shaming women for sexual activity in society is a conversation that Ann and I have had mm-hmm. repeatedly, too, as a way that people that's right. keep women down. That's right. And, well, and men are players and women are sluts. That's men right. are players and men are celebrated and raised to that's be right. sexual deviants. I, I hate to say it, but... But that's right. It's encouraged. Mm-hmm. And another, Boys will be bullies. Another statistic that's really important is uh, that only 1.3% of abortions um, were recorded as in 2000, this is from 2015, as happening after 21 weeks. So, so 1.3%. Mm-hmm. And those may have been medical, um, the mother being in in trouble, you know, medically in yeah. trouble. So yeah. that's why this is a distraction. And mm-hmm. it's a great tactic. If I were, you know, planning the strategic um, overturn of Roe versus Wade, I would go right where we're going, shame and unborn babies. Uh, but this is not what's the reality. No woman wants to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a mother. It's an act of desperation. It's an act of death. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, another piece that I think is really related to all this is um, the fact that also going on in our country right now is we have this, um, the suffering of all these over 3,000 migrant children now who have been taken from their parents mm-hmm. and, um, and not only taken from their parents, but what they're suffering right now. Well, I mean, you know, they're unable to sleep. They think that, you know, they, they're not giving them soap. You've got babies, you know, with no diapers. I mean, it's, it's a horrible mm-hmm. situation that's going on right now. And how dare anybody turn a blind eye to those children in favor, in favor of, of cells that don't feel feelings, that don't have a brain? How dare anybody ignore real human suffering in the face of something? And and it's going on at exactly the same moment in our country. But they're not white. They're not white. There you go. And and is that a piece of it? I mean, that the the migrant children that we're seeing suffering are people of color, children of color. They're people of color and they're from countries that we don't value. They're not from rich countries. So if they were all coming from Saudi Arabia, we may have we may see it different. But the the patriarchy has no money and no privilege to gain from them. And you know, I'm 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 a Jew. And when I look at the refugees, I go to my heartbreak as a Jew of how many 
Jewish people were turned away mm -hmm. and nobody would take us. And, and that really is the truth about what happened in the Holocaust is that uh, Hitler, his original idea was to deport the Jewish people. And then when he invaded Poland in 1939, there all of a sudden, uh, I don't think he fully realized it, there were 1.2 million more Jews in the in the German under the German uh, flag mm -hmm. and so the second the second choice was well we'll kill them the extermination mm -hmm. well and how mm -hmm. do you get people on board with that you dehumanize them. that's right the same thing we've that's done right. with these migrants that's right so the the Jews weren't humans we were actually vermins mm -hmm. who were carrying the plague yeah and that is what we are doing is we do not value the children and the people that are that are begging for for help at our borders. Whether you let them in, send them home, you cannot treat human beings like this. And so if you're talking about babies, and That's if you, right. then There's you, you the babies. cannot ignore children. There and are, there the are babies. babies. And pregnant women, by the way, yes. who are at our borders. Yes. So help them. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. And so the hypocrisy is why, that's why it's a lie. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, and so one thing that I, I wrote down that I actually wanted to, to bring up about your article, um, which I'm going to use as a metaphor, so don't think I'm going off topic, is the Beauty and the Beast yes. that you used. So in the, the modern Disney movie version of it, the, what happens is he imprisons her and tries to get her to bend to his will, and she repeatedly says no, and it's not actually until he lets her go mm -hmm. that they actually have a real mm -hmm. relationship. So to me, the metaphor contained within that is trying to force women under your, under your thumb is just going to make stuff worse for you. <laughs> but if you embrace us for who we are, you're going to get some, some good contributions to society, and you won't regret it. Yeah, it's a really interesting um, story, Beauty and the Beast. And I think it was that last part was an adaptation. Yes, it's an adaptation. You can really see the beast as patriarchy. Yes. He is the angry male force. Mm -hmm. And he makes, he traps Belle, and then she doesn't understand herself enough to realize that she really doesn't like him. Mm hmm and in the end, she identifies with her captor, and that's what really kills me. Yeah, it that, just kills me, and I don't think I can enjoy it anymore on Broadway. That one doesn't was work the for most my incredible <laughs> play you could ever imagine. But we have a range of misogynistic mythology, and it is the story of our greatest Disney mm -hmm. movies and shows. And until we really understand it for what it is, we won't ever be free. Mm -hmm. Well, where can people contact you who want to know more about your work? Oh, I would love <laughs> for your listeners to contact me. You can go on Facebook, um, Rabbi Tamara Colton, Colton with a K. And you can also look at Rabbi Colton, K-O-L-T-O-N, dot com. And, and I think you're amazing. <laughs> and Monica. And Monica, you're amazing. <laughs> and... Um, I carry around, I always say about Anne that uh, our age difference is, is just enough that you would be my, well, we'll say big sister, mm -hmm. um, but I have a bit, I'm a bit star, always starstruck by you. Oh my goodness. Every single time. Well, Monica's not. You're turning red, Anne. <laughs> I get starstruck by Anne because she's that powerful and that dazzling in my eyes. And wow. Monica, you too. Oh, thank you. Well, yesterday was my birthday, so that was a little <laughs> there birthday you go. present. There you yeah. go. 
So bring um, us home here, Monica. What would you ask listeners who are inspired by your message to think about and do to continue to take their own power to change their fairy tale, so to speak, as women um, and collectively? I I encourage women to wake up, listen, and organize. You can organize by joining NARAL, N-A-R-A-L. You can organize through Planned Parenthood, through a group called Indivisibles.com, and a group for um, African-American women in our voice. There are, so with the power of the internet, what we uh, have is this undeniable truth, uh, this tool, this truth teller tool. We have to organize and talk to each other and you have to vote. Mm. Yeah. Vote on the local level, vote on the state level, and vote on the national level. And vote vote as if your life depends on it. Mm. Because it does. It and does. the lives of many others whom we can help mm-hmm. uh, depend on it. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Rabbi Tamara Colton, for your clear and powerful and brave voice that is all about encouraging women to claim our power um, and also appreciating the men who are our allies um, to being equal partners with us to, um, let's say, lift up the entire human race. Yes. So have a great week, everybody. I'm Ann Doyle. And I'm Monica Doyle. And let's Let's all go. Power up. Thanks for joining us at Powering Up. We hope you'll subscribe and share us with your network, everyone. And Monica and I would love to hear from you through the Powering Up Women Facebook page or at LDR on Twitter. And remember, power is the currency for getting things done. Claim yours and put it to work.